2024, do you really need a camera? Like a mirrorless or a DSLR? Or is an iPhone or like a phone good enough? Let's talk about it. Welcome back to another episode of the Howling Wolf Podcast. I am your host, Nick Piper. Um, from the cold intro there, you guys have already know, we're going to talk about iPhone, um, iPhone photography, phone photography, uh, more iPhone because I have an iPhone. But before we do that, update from the last podcast, I said things you could do to stay busy when uh, you're injured. Um, for those of you who um, truly care, surgery was assessed. That's great. All that cool, whatever. Uh, update for you guys. I solved my first ever Rubik's Cube. Um, that was fucking awesome. I'm not going to lie. The adrenaline rush that you get when you finally solve the Rubik's Cube for the first time is crazy. So I solved it yesterday for the first time. I'm not going to lie. It took me like four hours. Um, <laughs> it was a little ridiculous, but partially because like I kept messing up. So I did it again today and it only took me 15 minutes, which is like obviously a major improvement. Um, my one cousin, Willie, shout out Willie, asked me, um, how the hell did you go from four hours to 15 minutes? And uh, the truth is once you learn like the sequencing of it um, and like the patterns and stuff, it's actually pretty easy to do. Um, it's just, you have to muscle like you have to ingrain like in your memory, like muscle memory on like what to do, like the movements wise. And like when you get to certain parts, right. Um, the best thing is like that I've seen that like works for me right now. I've heard tons of different things. Um, this one kid that I work with, he, uh, he does it. He used to do it. I think the way I do it now, he does it by layers. Um, I guess technically I do it by layers too. I'm not really sure, but, um, I always start with getting the white face first, which is like so easy. I never realized how easy it actually was to like get one side of the Rubik's Cube. Um, so do that first. Well, actually, that's a lie. Start as a daisy, which is like the yellow piece. So a little tip for people that actually want to solve it. Um, each centerpiece, they never move. So like that centerpiece is what that face, like that color of the face, the side of the Rubik's Cube is going to be. So the cube itself moves around the centerpieces. The centerpieces never move, um, which is pretty cool. So you always know what color face you're solving by the center like cube there. Um, but you start by getting it into like a daisy, which is basically you take the yellow center, which is technically speaking when you solve it, the top of the cube, but it's, you know, obviously the bottom because, you know, the white's the top where the Rubik's cube logo is, but how it is, how you solve it, the white's always at the bottom, yellow's at the top, um, or whatever color is opposite of white of the cube. Um, cause you know, there's neon ones out there and stuff like that. But cool thing is, is that, you solve it first by getting all of like the white um, like middle pieces to make a cross where like the yellow center is. Um, there's no algorithm for that. You kind of just have to like do it. Um, you can always do like the right algorithm, which is up clockwise. So it's like right turn up clockwise, you turn the top and then it's counterclockwise, turn the top and then it's down. Um, I might have already just messed that up. See, see, I'm not a pro yet. Let me see. It's up this way. Oh, I don't want to mess up my cube. Yeah, it's up this way, down. Okay, yeah, sorry. So it's it's right turn up counter clockwise turn, then it's right face down counter counterclockwise turn, um, and you kind of just do that until you get like a like a a white cross 
where the yellow like yellow center is and then from there you match up like the sides you put it to the white and it's just it's a lot of steps right it's like step by step by step but what i've learned is like the more obviously like with anything in life is the more and more you do it the better you get at it so i spent a lot of time yesterday like i said it took me four hours but part of the reason why it took me so long is because a i kept messing up the final part which was like so fucking annoying like oh my god let me tell you like ever try to solve something hard and like you get to the end like 20 times and you just keep messing up. You make one wrong move on it and then you got to start from scratch. Right. And it was just like, I kept doing that and I was getting so pissed. Um, so when I actually like, I say it took me four hours. It took me four hours because I fell into this trap where I looked online, like the easiest way to do it. Um, and there's a lot of like gimmick videos out there. And like, listen, I'm sure it's probably true that like you can do it, um, but it takes a lot of time. It was like, oh, saw the Rubik's Cube in four moves. And basically it kind of just like, there's a lot of them out there. So I was trying that and I did that for a while. And I was like, this clearly doesn't work. And then I actually learned like, like took a crash course and like learned the algorithm and stuff like that. Um, so like when you learn the algorithm, that's like what takes so much time because you have to, you have to remember how to do those movements. Right. And like, again, you mess up, you're like, shit, now I got to learn Like, I got to fix it. Like, how do I fix it? How do I reverse it? And like, sometimes you can't, so you got to start, excuse me, start over. So that's what kept happening to me. So I would get to the last step and I would always in the last step, forget to make one turn and the whole fucking cube was messed up. <laughs> it's so fast. So when I finally solved it, it was like, 1 30 in the morning and I had like a little cheer to myself because you know my fiance is sleeping next to me so I had a little cheer to myself that, that I did it and then this morning I was like well I got to prove to myself I can do it again um so I did it again in 15 minutes and now it's solved and yeah, I want to get really good at it I'm just gonna keep practicing but I it was like such you know what it is it was it was actually a lot of fun it was very it was frustrating I'm not gonna lie like after doing it for so long and I kept messing up at the last move, I kept getting so mad because I couldn't figure it out. But like, I felt so accomplished. Like once I did it, like the serotonin boost that you get when you solve your first, first Rubik's cube is crazy. Like, especially because if we're being honest, like I would argue that like probably like 85%, it might even be higher, um, of like, people own a Rubik's cube, right? Like it's gotta be some crazy number that like, like everybody, I feel like everybody owns a Rubik's cube or you've owned one at one point in time. And, but like, say, say like a hundred people like actually own it. I would go to say that probably like 10 people like actually know how to solve it, right? Like so many people just don't know how to solve it. And you know, there's tons of videos out there and like I watched a video to learn it and then, you know, just practice it and like got good at it. Um, because like, you're never like, I don't want to say never, you can figure it out by yourself, but like, obviously like even with the videos, like it was still so hard. Like I'm not even going to deny it. Like even with the video that I followed, I'll link it in the show notes. If you guys want to give it a try, even the video that I followed, like it was still hard to do because like I kept messing up because, um, you know, he just keep messing up movements. One thing I would recommend though, and I still can't believe I'm talking about this Rubik's cube. And I hope you guys are interested. I'm just so pumped that I did it. Um, is I bought a speed cube. There's two different things. So there's the actual Rubik's cube, which is the puzzle. And that's like the one you see all the time and it moves super, super slow. Um, the speed cubes are the ones that you guys see like when you watch like the uh, the competitions and the kids are doing it in like three seconds. Those are speed cubes. Um, 
it's gain makes one. That's the one that I have. They're sick because the colorway is really cool. It's all solid color. So like, you know, there's no like black outline. It's, it's really, really cool. And they move super, super fast. Um, they're super smooth. They move really, really fast. Um, because the speed cube, it is a lot harder though to learn on a speed cube. I'm not going to deny it because, I would do moves and like how the cube is designed is you're planning your moves already ahead before you do it. So that was a learning curve in itself that I had to learn that like, okay, I can do these moves at the same time, like up and like right face up and then counterclockwise turn and then like down um, or right face up clockwise turn and then down counterclockwise clockwise turn. I had to be able to like be able to master that and learn that I can do it because the speed cube is meant to go fast. So like you also at one, like at certain points like you have to use like the left algorithm, which is literally it's left turn up, uh, counterclockwise turn. And then it's left face down clockwise turn. It's just a reverse. Um, but yeah, like with like most things, like anybody, like you're, if you're a righty, you're better with your dominant hand. So like to go slow with the left, like I kept messing up with it. Um, but yeah, it was, it was awesome. So I would say if you want to get into it, um, I'd buy a regular Rubik's cube. They're cheaper anyway. Um, but if you like eventually want to get fast, you're going to want to buy an actual like, like gains cube, um, or speed cube just because, you know, they're like, they're built for that. Um, yeah, so that's like my little spiel about a Rubik's Cube. I was just so pumped that I solved it. So my goal is to get like really, really good at it. Um, I don't think I'll ever be fast enough to be like, you know, like Logic or something like that. Like Logic can literally solve a Rubik's Cube without looking at it. And I think that's like, that's crazy. Um, and like, you know, the people that you see on TikTok, like some of these kids can solve it in like three seconds, five seconds. Like it's insane. Like I'll never, I don't think I'll ever get that good. Um, not I don't know if I really want to, but I'd like to be able to be like, yeah, I could solve a Rubik's Cube in like under like three minutes. Like, you know what I mean? Or like under five minutes or something like that. would be kind of cool. Um, it's honestly just cool that I can do it now. Um, you kind of feel like it's weird. Like it makes you feel so good, right? Like it was, it was so awesome. And like, I think I loved it because it was just so like rewarding, but it's also like there was so much like thinking and like brain power involved in like the little cube that it was like, really refreshing to like actually like learn something new again. And like, again, like shout out my cousin, Willie. Um, he's my youngest cousin, well, youngest cousin on my mom's side. Um, but he taught me, taught me, he told me this like cool thing one time. And I actually really like this is one day he randomly came up to me. He's like, yo, I can juggle. And I was like, cool, bro, whatever. And he was like, he's like, no, I really can. And I was like, all right, prove it, bro. And he did it. And I was like, yo, that's, that's fucking sick. And like, he actually did really good. Like it was like, I felt like, honestly, it was like a certain, like almost like a circus performance. Like the kid killed it. And I was like, where'd you learn how to juggle? And he's like, he, I forget what he said. It was, he was like five minute, you like five minute learn how, like five minute how to video on YouTube. And I was like, why do you want to learn how to juggle? And he was like, well, because he plays video games like me, like, you know, he's into sports, like he likes art and media and all that stuff too. And, uh, he, we bond heavily over golf. Um, I'm better than him, but he'll tell you otherwise. But, uh, he, uh, He's like, dude, like, he's like, I don't know. He's like, I feel like he goes to learn a new skill is like super important, which it is, right? Like you learn something new every day, but he was like to learn something that like, like that you have never done before, like takes so much brain power that like, it's so rewarding when you can finally do it. And I was like, yo, that's actually like a good idea. And he said, he was like, dude, like 
when we had this conversation, I think it was like, it was like 2020. I'm pretty sure it was like COVID. So he had time on his hands, but he was like, I figured like I was, I had so much time that I was like, well, I don't want to sit here and just rip video games all day. Like, I don't want to sit here and just watch TV all day, which like we all do anyway. But he was like, I want to learn something. So he's like, I learned like how to juggle. Like, like I thought it'd be fun. And he's like, it's a cool party trick. And I'm like, it is. So when I was like last week, and I was like, yo, I'm going to buy Rubik's Cube and I'm going to learn how to do the Rubik's Cube like when I'm out like on surgery and I have all this time on my hand. And like, you know, like I, like I said before, like I am working, but like, you know, once I'm out of work, like I still have, you know, tons of time. Like, you know what I mean? Like I can't really go anywhere. So, you know, I've been ripping video games and stuff, but I was like, yeah, you, know, you almost become like a lump on the lock, right? You're like, I, I want to do something. So I picked up a Rubik's Cube and I learned how to do it. And it was like, he was so right. Like it was so challenging, but it was so rewarding. So like, I would challenge anybody to actually like go out there and like learn some like cool party trick skill or something that you've always wanted to do. Right. Like another thing that I've wanted to learn, I, I still don't know how to do it, but maybe one day is I'd love to learn how to roll a coin, like between my knuckles, like Jack Sparrow does in Pirates of the Caribbean. I think that is so fucking awesome. <laughs> I was like, if you know how to do that, that's so badass. Like if you could do that, that is such a sick party trick because like, you just like you're a cool like you're a cool person like anytime you watch like a movie or a show and like someone's like balancing or like spinning the coin between their fingers like they're usually a badass character like you know what i mean like it's just sick like i feel like it's a cool thing to learn um tried learning it once gave up because it was super hard but now i kind of proved to myself that if i can learn how to solve a rubik's cube which is one of life's hardest puzzles um, then yeah, maybe I'll learn how to do the coin thing too. But yeah, so I would challenge anybody to actually like, you know, try and basically try something new and try to learn something new that like you think would be kind of fun and that you've never done before. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's a great thing, but let's actually get into today's topic. That was kind of like a little rant about the Rubik's cube. Like I said, um, I didn't expect to have that update for you guys. I literally just last night was just like playing around with it. And I was like, well, tonight's night. I'm going to learn how to do it. And, uh, last thing I'll say on it, it's kind of funny. It's always, why is it always the last time you're going to do something where you're like, all right, I'm going to bed after this. You do it. Right. Like this was like, I already, I put it down and I was like, that's it. I'm done. And I was like, I, cause I couldn't get it. And it was like almost two in the morning. Like I said, it was like one 30 in the morning. And I was like, you know what? I was like, let me do it one more time. And I was like, maybe like, let's just see what happens one more time. And I fucking got it right. Like it's so like, don't give up, don't give up, keep going, like keep pushing through that one hard thing you're trying to do. But today's topic, I want to talk about iPhone photography and phone photography, you know, um, more like actual is like more phone photography. But like I said, I've, I'm an iPhone kid. I'm an Apple guy. Um, I used to work for Apple, so nothing but high things to say about Apple. Um, the only thing, actually, I'll tell you one thing I hate about Apple, which is funny. Um, Apple, this is not a bad thing on you guys. It's just as a customer, you're just like, you're like, hey, they all, every company does it. And it, it's great as a business. It makes sense. Um, but people just don't like the feeling of trapped. So it's like, I love Apple. So I'm fine with it. I drink the, the apple juice. So I'm fine with it. But like, you know, some people hate Apple because once you're in Apple, if you don't own everything Apple, the products don't really work as great as they're supposed to, right? Like that's, that's anything though. Samsung's like that. Google's like that. Like it's all the same, right? Amazon's like that. Like it's all the same. So it's like, if you like, for example, if you own the iPhone, the MacBook, the iPad, and the Apple Watch, it's like, well, if you want to get a home, like a, like a smart home, it's like, well, why wouldn't you buy the HomePod? Right? Because then it's like all your products are going to work perfectly with the HomePod, right? Like, why would I go buy an Alexa or like a Google Mini or whatever it's called? Yeah, Google Mini. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's where kind of like people get annoyed, like kind of thing. 
Um, but yeah, so anyway, so let's talk about iPhone photography versus actual like camera photography. Um, we'll use like, you know, when I say camera photography, we're gonna say DSLR and, and mirrorless. Um, we're not gonna compare the video, we're just gonna do photo. Um, for this, for this, you know, segment for this time, um, I do more photo anyway. Video, um, I kind of shoot on the iPhone a little bit. Um, I'll do it a little bit at work. Um, if I'm like in a pinch or like I wanted to make it like TikTok, I'd say like for video, like video really depends. You know, fuck it, we're gonna talk about video too. Um, video, let's do video first because it's easier. Video, like iPhone video, photo like iPhone videography versus like actual camera videography. Um, there's obviously a main difference, a huge difference. It's light years of a difference. Um, but you also have to like, you have to look at it like as what you're actually like filming, right? So like, I'm not gonna like, I know phone commercials and Apple does it and they do it very well. And Apple does it when they come out the new iPhones and you know, they, cause again, yes, it shoots 4k 120 and like, actually does it shoot 4k 120? I think it shoots 4k 120, which is, you know, yes, that is cinema. That is cinematography, like actual, like film stock. So like when you watch TV and stuff like that, most time it is shot in 4k 120. Um, so yes, technically you can shoot a movie on your iPhone. Um, I would highly, 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 um, tell you not to do that. It's just not the time and place. Um, and I don't think anybody would actually take you seriously as a cinematographer, at least in Hollywood. Um, on YouTube, you would be, honestly, you'd probably be goaded um, because people would just be absolutely amazed that you can do that on an iPhone. Um, so that's one thing to think about. But I would say so like, if you're shooting like a movie or like a show or anything like that, I'd definitely like be like, all right, like you got to use a camera camera. But again, though, like TikToks and Instagram reels and like all the short form stuff, like the iPhone is perfect for that. Like that's literally what it's designed for. Like, you know, like it's designed for these quick moments. Right. And like, I think that's where it works perfectly. I'd argue it works better than an actual like camera camera, um, which is kind of crazy, but you know, cause Hear me out. This is why I think solely it works better is your iPhone is are you can already shoot in your iPhone the crop that it is on TikTok, Snapchat, Instagram and YouTube Shorts. You can literally already do it. it's built into your phone. Right? Like you don't have to change anything in post. It's there. Shoot shoot vertically on your phone, it's there. Right? It's perfect. Now, yes, on like a DSLR and mirrorless, you can shoot vertically. And technically speaking, it would be correct. But it's also now, it's not always correct. You still have to adjust the frame rate and adjust the actual like um, crop size, the sequence size in like, like software like Premiere Pro. But you can do it. It just takes more work. And yes, I would say like, I would argue the other side that yes, it takes more work and it does look better. However, those social media sites are already kind of like compressing your footage anyway. Um, YouTube's kind of really the only one that doesn't do it. It doesn't do it. Um, that's a lie actually. It does do it. As a viewer though, you have the option to change it. So like if you... If I upload a video in 4K on YouTube, if you don't change your sleek, your watch settings to 4K, it's not going to be in 4K. Um, it will stay at 1080p or sometimes 720, whatever YouTube wants to push. I, most times they pick, push more than uh, 1080p, um, but it kind of depends. They never ever push 4K unless you change it to yourself because you know there's buffering times and all that. But so I would say like if you're if you're like yo I want to be a TikTok content creator. Do not, I would honestly 
probably argue with you tooth and nail. Do not get like a camera camera. Just use your phone. Use your phone. The only thing I'd like, excuse me, the only reason why I'd recommend getting like a camera camera, higher quality, and um, you'd be more credited as like a videographer if you like you cared about that. But also storage. Storage is a big one, right? Like phones, like TikTok kills storage, man. And shout out to the Julie with an eye on TikTok. Um, she's been on here multiple times, but she has a TikTok account too. And she could tell you her phone fills up so fast because TikTok saves the videos in the actual app and on your phone. And you can delete them in the phone, but you can't delete them in the app. So like, even when I worked at Apple and like, this is when TikTok was like blowing up People would come in and like, I kid you not, would have like a 256 gigabyte phone and they'd have like a hundred gigabytes like just in TikTok alone. And they'd be like, my phone's running slow. I'm like, well, you have a hundred gigabytes in TikTok. Like it's insane. Like TikTok stores so much crap and like, it's just ridiculous. And like videos on your, like your phone take up so much storage. So like, I would say like pro is like, if you get a camera, Obviously, you can leave it all on SD cards or hard drives and stuff like that. Now, technically, yes, you can take the videos off your phone and put them on a hard drive. It's just like an extra step. Um, but like I said, uh, for videography, I would say probably push, if depending on what you wanted to shoot. If you were like, listen, I really want to shoot TikTok stuff and just short form content, I'd probably tell you go with an iPhone. Um, and then once you get like really, really good at it, like, you know, buy a camera or something like that. Like, um, what is it? The one that really people, everybody really likes the... Uh, the power shot or something like that, the power shot two or something like that. I forget what it's called. Canon makes it and people love it. A lot of like vloggers and stuff like that use that. Um, and since it's a big vlogging camera, a lot of TikTok, uh, like I hate TikTok stars. This is a terrible thing. Um, TikTok content creators, um, use that. And that's great too. Cause it shoots 4k and all that. It's really good. Um, I'm actually 99% sure that's what the Julie with an eye uses. Um, if I could be wrong though, but head over to her channel and you know check and then comment. If you guys want to see her stuff, her stuff's great, um, especially if you love books. But um, go over there, you know, ask her, ask her what camera she uses, and uh, if you ask her what camera she uses, tell her that you you came from the Howling Wolf podcast or something. You know, um, she loves this podcast; she's a big supporter. But yeah, so let's get into iPhone photography versus camera photography. So I this is where it gets tough, right? Personally. As, I guess, quote, professional photographer, I really don't know if I can even consider myself that, to be honest with you. Um, I think I shoot professionally, but I don't want to know if I'm a professional photographer. But um, yeah, so anyway, do I use my iPhone to take some photos? Yes. Do I use it as my main camera? Fuck no. Um, excuse my friends, but absolutely not. Um let me run this by you guys real quick. Let's play make-believe. Say you get engaged, right? You know, let's not use engagement. Let's go even more important. It's your wedding day, okay? You hire this company. They charged you whatever. Say, say it's a, we'll use easy math, right? Say it's $3,000, right? $3,000, they come in. They tell you, oh, yeah, you love our work, blah, blah, whatever. They show up. It's two photographers, iPhones. And that's what they take your photos on. Are you going to be happy? No, absolutely fucking not. You're not going to be happy. You're going to be so pissed off. You're going to be like, are these guys serious? Because this is the problem, right? Because now, and yes, could they do an absolutely beautiful job? Yeah, absolutely. The iPhone camera is fantastic. Phone photography is great. But there's a sense of professionalism when you see the actual camera, 
right? Which is so funny and so hypocritical of people because those same people that want to see the like the camera because it's the professionalism are the same people that don't want to pay for photographers, professional photography services because they say I can do it with my iPhone. I would love and like to any photographer that listens to this, I know what like full heartedly they agree with this. I would love just one day for somebody to say that to me and then show up to the shoot with my iPhone just to see what they have to say. Because I'm telling you, it would not go over well. Like I promise you it wouldn't. And I just think it's so funny because like, yes, I think the phone, phone photography is honestly fantastic. And in some cases, I do prefer to use my phone over my camera. Not all the time, very, very rarely, to be completely honest with you. But there are some cases that the phone is just perfect, right? Like the phone, like if I'm being like the technology in the phone, right? This this is this is the truth here. The technology in the phone, your phone camera, is so ungodly close to what you actually see. I don't know how. These phone companies do it because it is beyond impressive. The software that goes into it is ridiculous. And this is why people think they're, quote, photographers, professional photographers, and they use phones. I'm not saying you're not a photographer, and I'm not bashing anybody that uses iPhones or phones as like their number one camera source to take pictures. They take beautiful pictures. And it, you guys know, I'm a big believer on this podcast. Just start with what you have. Start with your iPhone. Start with your phone, right? It's a fantastic camera. I use it myself. But it's, it's an ongoing joke in the photography world. As soon as you pick up, if you're an iPhone shooter, as soon as I give you my professional camera and I give it to you in the mode that I shoot, which is manual mode, which means I do everything, the camera just presses the button and takes the picture, I have to put in everything that the camera sees, you have, you have no idea how to do it. No idea. Because you don't understand ISO, you don't understand aperture. Right? Like you don't, and you don't understand shutter speed. Like you don't understand those things. And again, I'm not discrediting people that only shoot on iPhones, right? Like I'm not discrediting that at all. I shoot on iPhones as well, but I discredit the people that say there are photographers and that I can just do it on my iPhone. But then if an actual professional photographer showed up and used their iPhone, you would blow a fucking bat, like gasket. Like that's what I'm like venting about right now. So, do I use my iPhone to take pictures? Yes. Would I use my iPhones on an actual paid shoot? No, absolutely not. Unless I'm using it for like quick little, like a quick little picture or something. Like, you know what I mean? Like it really depends, right? I've honestly, I've never done it. If anything, I use it more as a prop. Um, or it stays in my pocket because I'm there as a hired professional photographer to give you what I'm the best at, which is using my DSLR camera, right? Like I'm not great as, as an iPhone photographer. Now I know some really good ones and you know that they're very good at it. And that's awesome. And again, I'm not shitting on phone photography at all. I think it's absolutely insane. But I do think that like when people there's a lot of videos on it. Peter McKenna makes a great video on it. When people get worried in this industry that like phone photography is taking over and we're going to lose our jobs and all, I don't think so. I honestly don't think it will ever really happen. Um, 
solely based on the fact that like the phone is very good, but you still as a photographer need to know how to capture the details and like actually capture like the moment and the frame and all that stuff. Right. Um, but even besides that point, like people love to see the actual camera because it screens professionalism. It's just the truth. Right. It's the same thing as like, if you go, where is it? I think it's the Taj Mahal. If I'm not mistaken, I could be mistaken. There's a lot of places like this in the world. But like you'll literally go with like if I walked in with my DSLR camera that just has like, you know, professional gear on it, they'll tell me I can't use it because they'll say, oh, yeah, and you're not allowed to shoot like movies in here. And it's like, yeah, I'm not doing that. Like I'm literally just taking photos. No, you can't do it. Right. But they'll let you with the iPhone. So like the, the nose moments like the iPhone's perfect, right? Like the iPhone is perfect. The iPhone is perfect also like if like your actual camera, like your main body or something like that, like something breaks, something goes wrong, like all that stuff, that's super important, right? Like, so you have to think about it like that. But, um, oh, sorry, I'm just catching my breath. Um, just, you know, it's tiring, guys, okay? But you have to think about it like that. So if, it's hard, it's hard, it's a hard conversation. And I just think a lot of people don't like to hear it. I just don't, I don't think, I really don't think phone photography will ever pass professional photography, right? Like I think, now, I think phone photography software has already passed camera software. I do think that. Besides in like the video, like besides in little things like frame rates, you know, that's really the big one, frame rates. And then like your video quality, those are really the things that hasn't passed. Like my iPhone can't do like, you know, 45 frames per second, which is 45 pictures a second. Like you can't do that. It does pretty well though, actually. I don't, I don't know exactly what it does, but burst is pretty good. Um, but it's like, you know, so it's like there are things, but I just don't think – I think it's more the fact that it screams professionalism. I think people like to see it. I like – I think they like to see the camera set up. It's like, you know, here's a good example. I was in New York City and I brought – I had my camera gear. I was out shooting. It was with my – like with my family. We are going to the city to the, for the day. But if I, if I go to the city, I usually try to bring my camera or now I've been bringing like my film camera. That's just easier. Um, but I'll bring it and then, you know, I go and I take photos, like street photos because I love street photography. But I brought in – we were in East Village, I think, and by S, SVU. I believe, S, I believe it was SVU. I should know this because I got into the school, but I believe it was in that area. But – we were at like this like little like kind of like boutique kind of like restaurant. It was small. It was nice. You know, it was a beautiful day. We sat outside. It was really nice. Um, but this lady next to me, I guess like something happened. I forget what happened. And I was like, oh, like, you know, like let her know that something happened. And uh, she was like, oh my God, I love your like peak design camera bag. She was like, um, I love like watching like photography gear videos and like watching photography videos on YouTube. But she's like, I don't actually practice it but I love to see it like in public. Like I'd love to see it. And she's like, are you a professional photographer? At the time I wasn't, I was like, oh no, you know, I'm starting up my own business and stuff like that. And she was like, oh my God, best of luck. She's like an older lady, right? She was probably like older. That's terrible. Um, Cause she really wasn't that old. She was probably like 32. Um, but at the time, like I wasn't even like 20 yet. So like, you know, when you're that young, you're like, you know, 30 so old. Like, you know, now I'm 25. And I'm like, holy fuck. 30 not that old. It's actually young, you know? But so but that that was like that's a great example, right? Like this was like this random lady who like 
was so amazed and loved seeing like what she was seeing on YouTube and stuff like that in real life that like she had to talk to me about it. So it's like because of like things like that and like people's like actual curiosity about it, I don't think it will ever like iPhones will ever suppress like suppress cameras in that sense and like professional photography. Um but I'm sorry for the rant because that's just a whole rant about it. But um, the truth is, yes, I do use my iPhone. I would never use it on a paid shoot, to be honest with you. I know I said like I would consider it. No, I would never use it um, unless like my camera broke or something drastic happened. If that's the case, I will take photos on my iPhone. I'm also going to refund you the money if you don't want to rebook because obviously like I'm going to take photos still. Um, but I use my iPhone if like... I don't have my camera if we're staying up like in a hotel or if I only have my film camera and I want a digital photo of it as well because I have like a different edit in mind, want to manipulate colors a little bit. Like, you know, those are all perfect reasons for being like, yeah, I want to use my phone. Um, but like, again, like I don't think I would ever like choose my phone over my actual camera to be honest with you, unless I was being lazy. Really when I pick it, it's because I'm being lazy. Um, or it's for Snapchat or Instagram stories. I use it a lot for Instagram like stories on my photography account, um, just to try to put the social back in social media. Um, you know, but even then, like I'm not taking high quality photos with it. My favorite thing to do on the iPhone right now is actually like like photography wise. I've said it before, but it's the app Lapse. Um, that's my favorite because it's like a little digital camera. So like that's by far my favorite thing to do right now. Um, I thoroughly thoroughly enjoy. Excuse me. Thoroughly enjoyed doing that, um, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's a great starting point. I I think that if you are interested in photography or videography and don't want to spend the thousands of dollars on camera gear, use your phone and fall in love with it, and then eventually invest in the camera and all that great stuff, right? Like that's what I think you should do. I don't think there's anything wrong with people that use their iPhones. I just think that. People that say they're photographers and they only use their iPhone, but then shit on people that use cameras and then we give you the camera to actually like try to take a picture but don't understand how to use any of it or like understand the fundamentals of like videography and photography. Like you're hypocrites and those are the people that I don't like because it's like you're bashing something that you don't even like understand, but you're trying to. But instead of just like asking for help and like learning, you're just shitting on it. Right. It's like stupid. It's like people that gatekeep, right? Like the people are like, oh yeah, like, like it's like if I came on here today and was like, yeah, I saw the Rubik's Cube, but like I'm not gonna tell you guys how to do it. Or I'm not gonna link the video that helped me. Like that's gatekeeping. That's stupid, right? Like, I don't know. I just I feel like everybody's got to love everybody, you know, spread happiness, why spread hate kind of thing. And, you know, if you, if you enjoy something, chances are somebody else is going to enjoy something too, right? Like, you know, like this podcast, like I didn't think anybody would listen. There's a decent amount of you people that actually, you know, listen to it consistently and talk to me about it and ask me questions about it. And I love that. <laughs> it makes my day. Um, but yeah, last little update I'll give you is my photo challenge, guys. <laughs> it's going really good. Um, I will ask you guys for some help, though. So I'm on day 25, um, which is awesome because I honestly didn't even think I'd make it this far if I'm being completely honest with you. So I'm super pumped at myself that I did. But this is what I'm going to ask for you guys. If you guys can do it, I would really you know appreciate it. Um, there's actually a photo on my Instagram. It is called Chilling Like a Villain. 
it is at the time of recording this one two three four five it's on the fifth row so you have to scroll down a little bit on my instagram page it's a guy who's sitting on some stairs um in dc on the street and some random guy i don't know who he is it's a cool photo he's looking at his phone um that photo is actually entered into a little competition with um a local photography store um and yeah i would really love to try to win that um so i win by getting a lot of like not a lot of likes because also it's judged too but um i would love if you guys can go and like that photo it would mean a lot um it's on the show's instagram uh which i realize is really just like my portfolio's instagram i gotta get better with actually like posting like clips of the show on the instagram i will there i do make updates though on the actual instagram so Remember to go follow the show. It's at Wolfpack underscore Studio 24. Definitely follow it because I do make updates on there, especially if a show like an episode is going to be delayed uh, or if I have a special guest, like things like that. I do do um, things on there. Like I've done the Q&A on there. So you got to make sure that you're following the Instagram um, or you miss out on a lot of stuff. But um, I tell you what, if you guys go comment on this photo, like it, send me a DM and... Uh, Send me a DM of you guys. Well, I'll see if you guys do it. Tag me in it. Um, but if you guys do it, send me a DM. And uh, maybe I'll send you guys some like cool stickers or something. Uh, I got some company stickers. And, uh, you know, want to want to give them out. Want to show them off. And, uh, you, know, let, you know, let the wolf pack get a little swag, I guess. Right? So uh, why keep it to myself? Right? That's what I just said before. Why keep good things to yourself? So, yeah. If you guys go, like the photo. If you like the photo, post it to your story so your friends can see it. Um, tag if you do that, because I'll see you. I'll see you guys do that. Like it, uh, post it on your story. Send me a DM so I don't miss you, and I'll send you guys some six stickers. Um, but I appreciate you guys. Uh, remember, wolves howl louder in a pack. I will see you guys next week. I hope you have a great rest of your week, guys. Enjoy your weekend. See ya.